0: Welcome to episode number 13 of the Beyond 24 Days podcast. Today we get a kid's perspective on clean eating. I'll talk about some running tips and Brooke will tell us what's cooking in the kitchen. That and more ahead, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome back everybody. We do apologize for the brief delay in airing our latest episode. We had a bit of traveling this weekend and getting life back in order sometimes takes an extra day or two. So the podcast was delayed. Sorry. Um, for all those Super Bowl fans, yay sports. Um, we didn't really know that it was the Super Bowl until the weekend. So Sunday was uh, celebrated. We partook in some Super Bowl festivities. We had pizza.
1: Cheeseless pizza, actually.
0: Yes, there's a restaurant near my parents that has a tomato, an authentic Tomato pie, which is one of my favorite pizza pies, one, because it doesn't have cheese, and two, because it's super tasty and doesn't leave me feeling like garbage. Mm -hmm. We did have some wings, though, so fried foods are usually on the no-no list, but we decided to have a few few fried goods, uh, and we live to tell about it.
1: I didn't have any.
0: I had (laughs) two. Way to make me feel guilty. (laughs) Well, I don't feel too bad. This weekend, we tried something new and participated in a virtual run. So that was that was pretty fun. It was a virtual 5K, and uh, I guess the way that it's set up, it's through U.S. Road Running. And they have an app that you download, and you just go out and run, and it tracks your distance, your time. And when you're done, it uploads your results and Uh, I guess we're still waiting on more people to submit their results. So right now we're in the top 10.
1: Yay!
0: Uh, So we'll see how how that goes.
1: And if you like to run races just for the medals, I will say they have some of the coolest medals. And this doesn't require you to... Drive really far, wait in lines, you know, have be in huge crowds of people. If you want to earn medals, this is a really good way to do that.
0: This is really good if you're looking to start a running program and sort of just go it at your own pace. So that's um, U.S. Road Running, and I highly recommend it. It's pretty cool. It's a free app you can download. The races, I think, are anywhere between 15 to $20. Uh, they have... Uh, virtual races and live races that you can participate in, so it's pretty cool. I've um, before we did the virtual race, I kind of checked out.
1: Well, they're the ones who sponsored our New Year's oh, yeah, New day. Year's yep, that we did, and we started following them on social media, and they will post pictures of all of their medals, and it's constantly being updated with just really fun. Really, they have a Taco Tuesday medal.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty, I want to get on that Taco Tuesday when it comes (laughs) back. The other thing that I found out was that they sell out pretty fast because as soon as I saw Taco Tuesday, I went to go get them and they had already been sold out. So it's definitely worth checking out. And like I said, if you're looking to do it at your own pace, this is a really great way to start.
1: Another exciting news. It was a pretty exciting day for us. We hit 400 followers on our Instagram account.
0: Yeah, pretty exciting. We get a lot of, I think I mentioned it before, we do get a lot of followers that kind of come and go from really big accounts. I think they're just looking to gain more followers. But it appears that we do have a genuine uh, 400 follower following, Following. following on Instagram. So thanks for all the likes and all the love, and we encourage you to share our page with your friends and spread the word.
1: Thank you, everybody. Yeah.
0: So I guess without further ado... Um, I know on the last podcast, we had talked about getting a kid's perspective on clean eating. So we thought this would be a fun change from our current format. And we would do a little Q&A session with our daughter and get her opinions on clean eating.
1: I think we had mentioned before, this is about the second year that we've gone into this lifestyle. And our daughter is 10. So she was... Almost nine when we started on this journey.
0: Just a little bean sprout. All right, so why don't we uh, kick this off with some uh, questions? What do you got?
1: Well, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Like I said, we just kind of started this crazy lifestyle out of the blue one day, so I want to know what your thoughts are about our lifestyle. Okay. Go ahead.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure. I think it was very crazy at first when they said we're going to be doing another lifestyle about clean eating. I thought it was going to be a little impossible, but it worked out very great.
1: What was the hardest thing for you when we started this?
2: I think it was by not trying to eat very, like, a lot of junk food and, like, Not eating at fast food restaurants.
1: You liked fast food? Yeah. What was your favorite?
2: I think it would be like Wendy's and McDonald's.
0: The dreaded (laughs) no-nos. What does clean eating mean for you?
2: It means like eating vegetables, fruits, uh, non-GMO, gluten-free stuff.
0: I have nothing to do with that.
1: (laughs) You told us about... Some of the hardest things. What was what's been your favorite thing about the way we've changed our life?
2: I think it was like eating more healthier and like getting um like stronger.
1: Do you That's like weird. exercising a lot more than you used to?
2: Yeah, it's a little easier for me.
0: What is your favorite type of exercise?
2: Um, I think it would probably be Maybe jumping jacks and burpees.
1: Oh. I don't even like doing that.
0: (laughs) Sounds like we have a little mini CrossFitter.
1: (laughs) So sometimes you always ask me what we're going to have for dinner, and as I'm explaining it to you, I see this look on your face like, "I I don't get what you're talking about. So sometimes you look scared when I tell you what we're having for dinner, but do things usually taste really good then when we sit down to eat them? Yeah,
2: it looks like when you hear what the ingredients are, you're like, I'm not sure about this, I don't know if I'm going to like it. You have a tiny scoop, and you're like, oh, I think this is really good now.
1: What's one of your favorite dinners that I've made?
2: I think it is lentil tacos with blue corn
1: shells. When you eat the lentil tacos, can you tell that there's no meat in them? Does the lentil feel funny, or does it feel like meat when you're eating them? It feels like sort
2: of the same texture of meat.
1: And it tastes just the same? I put just the right amount of spices in it to make it taste like taco meat? Yes. So that being said, what's one of your least favorite things that I make? I would probably
2: say soup with probably, like, sausage in it. I don't
1: like sausage. You've never liked sausage. Even when we didn't eat cleaner, you didn't like sausage. What are your thoughts on tofu?
2: I do not like it. It doesn't have any. You have to put flavor in it, which I don't like, and it has a very, very weird texture.
1: All right, so my last question for you is, if there's any parents listening right now with their kids, what would your advice be to kids whose parents might want to start living a little bit cleaner?
2: Uh, Go outside with your kids, play more, um, be more active, and try eating more healthier.
1: Is it good to try new things? Yes. Because sometimes you could be surprised, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Like... I didn't really like fruit as much as I did, like now. I think the first fruit I tried was probably a kiwi, and I really didn't actually like those before. And I had them again, and I thought they were really good now.
1: Well, thank you.
2: You're welcome.
0: Well, there you have it, straight from the kid's mouth. Sounds to me like a certain parent needs to work on developing a love for running with a certain child. Sound like a miniature CrossFitter talking about burpees. I don't know where she learned that. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this segment about children and clean eating. I know that our daughter is pretty interested in our podcast. She likes to listen along and she likes to go on to our Instagram account and look through all the different meal ideas. I know every so often... When we look through Pinterest, um, I know that she's usually right there over our shoulders checking it out. So it's not just for adults. It's for kids, too. So is there anything new and exciting in the world of clean eating, Brooke?
1: Well, I was pretty excited when I went to the grocery store the other day, and I saw that the cashier had the new edition of the magazine we discussed in the last podcast called Savory.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that you had shared some recipes with me. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was a a good addition. They had an awesome spread about uh, spices, the different spices from around the world and what different kinds of dishes you can use them in.
0: Yes, and in fact, we even have a Create Your Own Spice uh, post on the blog from years ago, not years ago, probably months ago, but I'll I'll put a link in that. That link. A link in that. I mean, a link in the description of our podcast where you can find that. And it'll be on the blog as well.
1: And I did see there was a featured article in the magazine. Remember, I pointed it out to you because I knew you'd be pretty excited about it. It highlighted some Indian recipes.
0: It was this a. Month. Yeah, yeah. It was chock full of Indian inspired dishes. With
1: the very cute headline. Curry in a hurry.
0: (laughs) Always, always some interesting stuff. And like we said, check with your local grocery store and see if they have, um, this sort of rewards program. And if it has sort of a, a, magazine that you can check out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I know in the last podcast, we talked about some running tips and I recently discovered the world of meditation. Um, there is an app called Headspace, and it comes with a 10-day free trial, or I believe it's a 10-session uh, free trial. And it basically is a guided meditation. It's a 10-minute long session, um, and it's, I've found that it's pretty—it's a pretty good tool to help sort of clear your mind. And it's not so much emptying your mind of thoughts, it's sort of acknowledging Uh, everything that's going on. Anyway, it's, um, it's really cool. And it's, I found it to be super helpful and pretty relaxing. I typically listen, uh, during my lunch break at work, it's just 10 minutes. So it takes up a very small time and I find I am more refreshed and ready to go. I was doing it in the mornings before my runs, but I actually found out that that early in the morning for me, I would actually fall back asleep. And, uh, miss my alarm to actually get out of bed. So again, it's called Headspace. And I believe if you sign up, it comes with a three month trial. Um, I'll put the links and the coupon code in the uh, podcast description and, and on the blog as well to share that with everybody. If you're new to meditation, I think it's a great app. It really helps guide you through the process. And like I said, helps create a little bit of Headspace. And in other news, one of the things that I recently heard, or I think I read it somewhere, but it pretty much sort of summarized everything uh, for us. When it comes to podcasts, it's kind of hard to take in everything all at once. So our podcasts, you know, we want you to listen to them at your leisure and just kind of pick up our tips here and there. I think we're forever going to be talking about clean eating because There's no way for us to share everything there is to know in one podcast. And plus the podcasts we try to keep them short so you can listen to them on your lunch break or while you're working, just to kind of get a little, a little bit here and there. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. There's so much information that we can share with you guys, but it's, it's virtually impossible for us to do that all in one podcast. So Just something to keep in mind when you listen to our podcast. Maybe there's a certain section that you want to skip through. That's okay. But we try to keep them pretty compact and we try to keep the mindset of not being able to share everything there is to know. So maybe we'll put a little bit in each podcast. And like I said before, there's so much to talk about that I think we have content for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, this is probably a good spot. A good time for us to take a quick break when we come back we'll do ken's pick and i have an announcement to make about ken's pick and then we will talk to brooke and see what's cooking in the kitchen so we hope you guys enjoyed the first half of the podcast and we hope that you'll stick around for the rest
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're going to hop right into Ken's pick and his special announcement about Ken's pick.
0: Yes, special announcement indeed. I was listening to some older podcasts and realized that I just mentioned drinking from a fire hose, and I have been bombarding you guys on a weekly basis of every book that I've read (laughs) over the course of two years. Uh. And not every book, but almost every book. So with that in mind, I'm going to do Ken's Pick on a monthly schedule. That way it'll give you guys some time to actually maybe read what I'm suggesting or gather an opinion about what I'm reading. Just so that way every week I'm not bombarding you with a new book. Hey, read this. Hey, read that.
1: You mean everybody out there is not like me and you know, falls into a book coma for three days only to awake to find that your house has been destroyed and you haven't cooked dinner in three days.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's maybe that's just you. (laughs) Um, I know I'd mentioned also that I love to use an app called Hoopla, which is a app for your phone or mobile device that's linked to your public library account where you can go on and download books and listen to audiobooks. You can even read books. Uh, You can also watch movies as well. And one of the books that I am recommending to everybody is called Running with the Mind of Meditation. I know that this podcast seems to be sort of big on meditation, but I can't tell you the meditative qualities of running. And while you're out running, just to sort of be in the moment... Brooke and I had a opportunity to go back home uh, this weekend and be with some family. And on the car ride back, we always usually talk about our, our weekend and how much we enjoyed time with our loved ones. And we noticed that sometimes people get so caught up in life that they can't seem to focus on the moment.
1: They don't enjoy the moment.
0: That you're trying to have a moment and it's just, you know, the person just can't focus on what's currently taking place. And I use my grandmother as a perfect example because um, we went to visit my grandmother, my grandparents. And during the conversations we were all having in the sort of sideline, my grandmother was playing a card game with our son. And I just thought, how cool is that? She was engaged in our conversation and in the moment And also at the same time, she was playing a card game with our son and was engaging with him and just how, you know, here's a perfect example of someone who is just totally living in the moment, enjoying the time that we're spending with them. And she's just absorbing as much as she can, conversation, games, all that. So uh, this book that I recommend talks about how when you're running, how sometimes we get too hung up on our uh, technology. I know that when I run, I wear a Garmin and sometimes I focus too much on my Garmin. Am I keeping up with my cadence? Is my pace? Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Is my heart rate in the right zone? Sometimes you get so caught up that you tend to miss what's on the side. And so this book just talks about running with the mind of meditation, running how, to just be in the moment and focus on the breath, focus on your surroundings, what's going on around you, how your body is feeling. And usually when you give in to this and you really experience this meditative state, you'll find that running is almost effortless and it's just amazing uh, what you can achieve when you actually just live in the moment. So highly recommend the book, not only just for running, but for life in general. And that's, Is Ken's pick and also um, going back to the once a month in between to sort of fill in with the rest as you all know I am in the midst I'm in the thick of marathon training I've signed up for two half marathons uh, soon to be three and I need to focus and really buckle down so in between my book reviews I will be sharing some running tips uh, in between as a filler to help everyone else out there who's looking to sort of start a running program.
1: Well, and we also love to watch documentaries. So I think you could also fill in with just a, a documentary. Should oh, yeah. People want to take their face out of a book. I mean, I don't know why they'd want to do that. No,
0: but. never. Well, like I said, we have, there's so much for us to share with you guys. Uh, so I just figured we would kind of break things up a little bit. And that way it'll give you some time to actually read some of the books or check out some of these books or documentaries that we're talking about. So with all that being said, Brooke, what is cooking in the kitchen? How about let's start off with what did we have to eat last week?
1: I have been waiting since the beginning of this podcast.
0: With bated breath.
1: To say one thing. Buffalo cauliflower steak steak. Sandwiches. Oh
0: man, you know what? Let's just. I could seriously, <laughs> we could seriously end the podcast right here. That was by far a life changing meal. I'm it was so good.
1: I'm going out on a limb here and saying this has to be the best meal I have ever made. And it's by far my favorite meal I have ever made. And I've made a lot of meals in my life. And that was my
0: favorite. I think it was everyone well, I don't know if you love I mean, okay, so we all know fried foods are bad for us, and buffalo wings have that awesome awesome flavor, the awesome like kick to it, and this just blew it out of the water.
1: I'm going to take a few extra minutes to talk about this meal because of how much I loved it. And I'm gonna actually go into depth and explain the process to you. Because if you're not quite sure how this works, you take a whole head of cauliflower, slice that whole head in half. Then you're gonna take those halves and you're gonna cut the rounded sides of the cauliflower off. And what's left is a steak. It looks like a big giant steak of cauliflower. That got dipped into, I'm going to call it like a slurry of almond milk and flour and tons of spices. There was pepper and garlic, cumin, paprika. So many spices just went into the um, the flour slurry. You marinate it, the cauliflower steaks in that flour slurry. Let's you- call
0: it magical... <laughs> Magical juice, okay. because slurry sounds was, gross.
1: Well, it was like a thick paste. Okay, do right, what else all to right, call
0: it. All right, continue. Um,
1: I used a basting brush to get it into every single nook and cranny of that cauliflower steak. Got baked in the oven for 30 minutes. I took it out, and baking it with that flour mixture on it gave it that almost like battered crunch that you would get from something fried. Um, And then you take that out and i took a little bit of ghee and melted ghee instead of butter and mix that with the frank's red hot sauce and same process again you take the cauliflower steak once you can handle it after it's come out of the oven dip it into the buffalo sauce take that brush slather that buffalo sauce in every nook and cranny back in the oven again for another half hour And that buffalo sauce just bakes in. And when you pull it out, it's so tender. We serve that on a whole grain Kaiser roll. And I made my own ranch dressing using veganese, chives, dill, and parsley. Mm. And you serve it with lettuce and tomato. And I didn't want... The sandwich to ever end. It
0: was a labor <laughs> of love. And you can just, I, oh man, I couldn't get enough of it. And I felt slightly like maybe I'm being a little too gluttonous right now <laughs> because I just wanted to somehow inhale the entire sandwich, but savor every bit of it.
1: Exactly. And I You can also attest, we ate them. The sandwiches were huge because the cauliflower steak is massive. But because you were consuming a giant piece of cauliflower and not a giant chicken breast, we did not leave the dinner table feeling sluggish Mm -mm. or weighed down. It was just a complete satisfaction, but Mm -hmm. not gluttonous feeling.
0: Yeah, that was probably the most rewarding meal that I think we've had in a long time. And it was so good. I put two pictures (laughs) on Instagram that got well over 50 likes each because it's just amazing. We don't claim to be vegan. We don't claim to be vegetarian. I like to call us mixitarians. We're a mix of everything. Clean eating, vegetarian meals, vegan meals. We eat it all. If it tastes good, we eat it. If it's healthy, we're eating it. And this, by far, I say this every time we have a meal like this, but if this is what being a vegan is, and if every meal was like this, uh, sign me up, man. I'm done. Like, this was just, I couldn't get over how awesome this was.
1: And just to round that meal up, I served that with fruit salad. I had gone back and forth about making a vegetable side or maybe serving it with Terra vegetable chips. But I just did a simple fruit salad with blood oranges, star fruits, uh, clementines, a lot of citrus went into that with some strawberries. And it just seemed to complement the sandwich really well. And I'm going to say it again, my favorite meal.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. I I really enjoyed that. And I hope, I hope we can do that again. So much fun.
1: Oh, believe me, we'll be doing that again. Oh,
0: good. Hey, you know what? Side note, could you do this on the grill? Like I'm summertime. Not,
1: I'm not sure the the flour mixture would go very uh, well yeah. on the grill. No.
0: Anyway, all, right, okay. all right, so sorry.
1: <laughs> so moving on. Yeah,
0: we're getting a little crazy here.
1: On our soup Tuesday meal was another uh, vegan non meat soup, but it was just as delicious and even more delicious the next day when we took it as a leftover for work. This was a spicy Mediterranean lentil and spinach soup.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we had some, just the whole grain bread on the side with that. The, the spices that were in this were quite interesting. And it was the first recipe that I have ever made that called for dried mint. And it was one of those things where I didn't see it until the last minute. And I was like, dried mint? Where do you get dried mint? And I started to panic. And then panic stopped when I remembered that when we were fortunate enough to take a trip to Polyface Farm this past September, we bought dried mint from Joel Salatin's farm.
0: Among, among other things, one of those being dried mint. In fact, when you bought that, I was like, why are you buying dried mint? We came all the way down here. And I'm like, all about the granola and grass-fed meats. And there's Brooke, eyeing up dried mint
1: Because you know I'm a sucker for anything mint. And yeah. there was mint.
0: Well, thanks for buying that because yes. it brought back wonderful memories of Polyface Farms.
1: And it brought out a delicious taste in the soup. It was a really, I don't want to say bizarre in a bad way, but a bizarre, unexpected twist in this really thick, spinachy, Lentil soup, it, it just gave it like a, a different, interesting taste. So good. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is probably my second favorite meal this past week. It was just a really simple recipe that I had found on a blog called Broken Pasta with Sausage. So, I started the meal off by using a Italian turkey sausage length. So, I cut the casings off and I crumbled it and browned it. And that was with baby Bella mushrooms and onions and kale. And then you take just some leftover. Everybody knows you make lasagna and you always have just a few lasagna noodles that are left in a box that just sit there in your pantry. So that's essentially why I found this recipe, because I'm thinking, what am I going to do with these whole grain lasagna noodles? There was just a few of them left, and that's what you do. You take lasagna noodles, and you break them up into small broken pieces, and you mix them in with these baby bella mushrooms, kale, and turkey sausage, and you make a really light lemon sauce that goes over all of that, and it was actually really good, and I wanted to go in a little bit of a different direction with our vegetable side, so I made a garlic roasted eggplant fry to go with those.
0: They were pretty tasty. In fact, I kind of ate a lot of those fries <laughs> because they were so good. What yeah. was on them?
1: It was just garlic and um, pepper huh. and uh-huh. olive oil.
0: Well, you could have fooled me. They were sure tasty.
1: Well, I massaged them. Massaged uh, the garlic into was, them. gave them a little the, bit of extra love.
0: It was the massage. that <laughs> it. Uh,
1: The next meal that we had... Uh, I'm not going to say it was a flop because the taste was there. The taste that we set out to accomplish was there. Um, I did try a forks over knives recipe for bean and corn enchiladas.
0: Forks over knives was also a book suggestion. Just throwing that out there. And I think also we jumped the gun. As soon as this was done, we tried eating it right away.
1: I, I, I honestly did not take consideration to the prep that went into this meal. So I started dinner way too late, and then it took me forever to prep this meal. So by the time it came out of the oven, everybody was staring at me with extremely hungry eyes. So I just dug right in to serve, and I didn't heed the suggestion to let them sit for five to 10 minutes. So they sort of fell apart. So it was almost like an enchilada bake instead of whole enchiladas. But like I said, the taste was there. It was a corn tortilla with a homemade enchilada sauce. The sauce was delicious. Very good. And the filling was smashed pinto beans, chopped black olives, corn, and a slew of different spices and onion. And we topped that instead of with cheese, uh, nutritional yeast flakes, and a big dollop of guac.
0: A lot of the Forks Over Knives recipes and even the Engine 2 recipes, a lot of them that we have done ourselves are definitely a labor of love. The lasagna that we did, mm. the no-meat lasagna, that took a large amount of prep. So the Forks Over Knives stuff, um, I guess we'll really have to dig into that and find a recipe that's got... Um, that's not so layered, that doesn't have as many steps. Because so far, all the ones that we've tried, uh, they're really tasty. I'll give it that. They're they're awesome. Taste is super amazing, on point. But the prep time is pretty involved. And so if you're sort of rushing for meal ideas, this is probably one to save for the weekend Mm -hmm. when you have a lot more time to be able to prepare it.
1: And I wanted to have a little bit of side going on with that. So I diced green peppers and onions and sauteed them in a skillet. And we had that on the side of our enchiladas. Like I said, amazing meal, but I just kind of hit, I missed the mark on presentation. So I apologize for the not so amazing picture on our social media. I got
0: like 70 likes. It's pretty good. <laughs>
1: We ended our week with a slow cooker meal before we set out for travels, and it was such a delicious meal. I did a sweet potato beef stew, and it was almost like an all-in-one meal. You got your protein through the beef. It was packed with vegetables. There was carrots, celery, and onions. And then you got your complex carb by adding in the sweet potatoes. And I don't know, the sweet potatoes just gave it a little something extra. I've never had a beef stew that had sweet potatoes in it. So I thought it was extremely tasty. Oh, and there was also tomatoes in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sweet potatoes add uh, another layer of flavor. I think regular potatoes kind of just soak in the flavor of everything else and don't really have... Much of a con- contribution to the meal other than just being like a starchy carb.
1: They get super mushy yeah. in a beef stew, the and s- the sweet potatoes held their shape.
0: Yeah, they were like, they were really good, and they also kind of maintained their flavor as well. There was like a sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. It was welcome change.
1: And like we said, we traveled, and since we are running a day behind, I will go into uh, the meal we had tonight Meatless Monday. Which is the meal that our daughter talked about. I did a lentil and cauliflower rice taco, and we did have that in organic blue shells, and we also had some whole grain uh, taco boats as well.
0: Also, it made two pics on Instagram (laughs) because of how amazingly awesome it was. Again, another one of those meals that I think I had three taco. I think I had three or four tacos, but it didn't, it wasn't like this heavy sinking feeling like it's, it's lentils and cauliflower and just so much flavor packed into such a, it's so powerful in that plant-based meal <laughs> that you just don't feel bad when you sort of, you know, let yourself go and have four to 12 tacos. <laughs>
1: Well, this is something that I wanted to try when I saw the recipe on a blog because cauliflower rice has sort of become a a trendy thing. Like I think things go in trends. Like I remember when like quinoa took off and was like, you cooked everything with quinoa. Is it
0: just rice made out of cauliflower?
1: Yeah, it's essentially cauliflower that has gone through, like, a grater, and it's just tiny shards of cauliflower.
0: Come on, people. That's old news.
1: (laughs) But it was great because when it heated and started to cook through and you put all of the taco seasoning on it, it soaked everything in. And then you added the brown lentils to that. It gave a brown appearance, Mm -hmm. and it looked like ground beef.
0: All the meatless tacos we've done, every one. I've said the same thing over and over again, and I will say it again. If I did not know that this was plant-based, I probably would have assumed there was a little bit of a meat product inside mixed with the lentils, and it was cauliflower. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well,
1: I didn't do anything fancy with this meal. I, the, the tacos were pretty much just the the main thing. We had some avocado, lettuce, some heirloom tomatoes. And, of course, we had to crack open a jar of our homemade salsa to go with that.
0: Oh, man, there's one jar <laughs> left of homemade salsa.
1: We're going to have to savor it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. One, I guess that's one thing we should do at the end of next summer is make more salsa. I think we did six this past time. We
1: did, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, we need to make at least a dozen. All of it.
1: So those were all of our meals that we've already had and posted to the blog.
0: Well, that is quite an amazing week of eats. Tell us what is coming up for this week. What can we look forward to sharing with our audience?
1: So if you are interested in the blog, keep an eye out for our Unstuffed Peppers it's essentially a pan-roasted, uh, chopped rainbow peppers. Hmm. And just think of a stuffed pepper that's exploded. You've got your your roasted peppers on the bottom and your rice, meat, and sauce combo on top.
0: And exploding with flavor.
1: <laughs> we are going to do... Um, our soup this week is going to be a carrot and caramelized onion soup. Ooh. I know, it sounds... Sounds so tasty. I can't wait to eat it. We're going to have a little sweet breakfast night with apple pie quinoa bowls.
0: Uh, What? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure this was mentioned on a previous podcast, and it was one of those things where life got to me, and I just didn't have a chance to make it. Uh, my favorite Chinese takeout meal is Mugu Gai Pan, and I am bound and determined to finally get this made. And we actually haven't had an Asian-inspired meal for a while. It's been about a month. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. So we're going to get that made. And this weekend, another labor of love, vegan meal, all hands on deck, we're going to get a black bean meatloaf made.
0: Ooh, that sounds awesome. Actually, I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: I do like to try and save some of the vegan meals to have a lot of prep for the weekend because I have Ken's hands there to help me. He's great with chopping the veggies or mashing things or dicing things.
0: I'm like a slap chopper just without the slap chopping. I don't, I don't do any of that. All by hand.
1: If you're pressed for time during the week, I would definitely say hold off on some of the meatless meals to the weekend when you have your spouse or partner or kids extra hands there to help you because I did find that when I did start making vegan and vegetarian meals, all the prep, all the direction sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming until you can get in the swing of learning how to prep for that. It is great to have people there to help you.
0: Yes, I will attest to that. They, they definitely are, like we keep saying, a labor of love. There's a lot of work involved in these meals, but the taste is just out of this world amazing. Well, we definitely can't wait to share all these with you guys. Again, like I said, please feel free to share our Facebook page, our Instagram. Ooh, announcement. We are on Twitter you can follow us at Beyond24Days at Twitter. I don't even know how this works. <laughs> but it is linked to our Instagram account. So anytime anything goes up on Instagram, it gets copied to Twitter. So if you enjoy tweets and tweeting and checking those things out. I sound like an old person you do. right now. You sound oh, so man. Old. <laughs> we're not cool. Nope. Anyway, we're on Twitter. So check us out at Beyond24Days. Well, guys, time flies when you're having fun. I think this is a good spot for us to end the podcast. Next podcast, we are going to be talking about preparing your garden. It is getting to be that time of the year again, despite what the weather is doing outside. Also, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about supplements. Interesting topic. Hmm. And then, as always, some running tips and what's cooking with Brooke, and maybe a documentary or who knows. But thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week.
1: See you next week, everybody.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.